Let's go! Who's up next? Xbox Empire Podcast, part of the Play Some Video Games Network of Podcasts. I'm Elaine. That's Donnie. Where, you know, look, he's here. What's up, Donnie? We both wearing our onesies because it was, look, audience request, man. Audience request. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's supposed to be a patron request. Well, then you, and, uh, you do the thing. <laughs> my my hoodie is dirty and it you smells stinky? dirty. It's you stinky? All... Did you pull the I live in a dorm room move where you Febrezed it to death and then I shook it out Febreze a little bit and prayed? Yeah. It's still not working. <laughs> Oh, uh, just my wife wore it. Why does it smell like this? I was going to say it should smell good if your wife wore it. Oh, it doesn't. Sir, sir. <laughs> I'm just saying it doesn't. Mm. <laughs> I smell like, uh, I'm, I smell delightful, like vanilla and flowers. See, you're drink. are you drinking a mojito today? Is this something new? Rum punch. Ooh, all right. I've got little tea. Orange juice, a little pine, pineapple. Did you go rum. in the hot tub today? I just got out. That's why so I'm like, you, you can still see the, the water, like <laughs> the my hair is wet. So I, I bring this up because, uh, and I don't care that this is an Xbox show, we're discussing this. I totally, I totally sold my husband on this hot tub because yeah. I was like, look, it's $600. Donnie says you could just sit on the side of it. Quality stuff. So I sold him. So I'm going to order it in the like, next week or so. And I want that dumb light that you want to RGB yeah. my hot tub. <laughs> RGB hot tub. <laughs> I, I really expected to have to go in on the hard sell. Like, I was ready. Um, nope. Nah. He was just He's like, yeah, it. you know what? Look, it's only 600 bucks. What's the worst that happens, you know? In the, in the times of the COVID, like, this uh, is a, a reasonable request. We're bored. We're going to put it on the patio, and that's that. We're done. It's super fun. I'm, I'm actually uh, draining it, because I lifted the top off, and, like, it stormed last night. We had tornadoes and all kinds oh, of stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And the top has, like, water, and there is an issue where, like, I think I have to keep, like, one side clipped... And then undo the other one and like flip it because the water keeps falling in the tub. Oh, really? The water yeah. that sits on top oh, of the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What we, whenever we've been, like when we used to rent houses in North Carolina, that's what people would do. They would just like leave it clipped on the one side and fold it open. And if you really needed it for the full amount of people, they would fully open it. That's what they mm, would do. That, that was makes the trick. Sense. Yeah, try that. I feel like I'm really loud. It's one of the things with a new microphone is I feel like I'm so loud because. I don't hear myself like I like I used to in the Yeti. Oh, that's so. right. It does have the monitoring. I don't use that because I can't stand listening to myself. <laughs> mm, so I feel like I'm I'm ye- like I'm yelling really loud. You know. I don't know. It doesn't sound mm. bad to me, but I'm just hopefully here. chat. Let me know if I'm too loud. Yeah, chat's <clears throat> here. We're here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, hot tub might be happening in the next X-tub. couple of weeks. Look, man, I'm gonna get a green dumb light. We're gonna rip off the Xbox drive. Yeah, except hot See, tubs. Yeah, they Dev said X Tub. See, I was going X the Xbox Dive. Oh, I like get that. Like a very similar oh. logo, except like we dive under the water. Okay, I kind of like that. That's pretty yeah. good. Um, the Xbox Dive or Game Pass Dive. Let's just re- let's be real about who we are here, Donnie. Game Pass Tub. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds <laughs> that one sounds questionable, and I don't even know like why. Like why does that gross me out? Uh, it sounds like a weird soup of I mean, video games. It's a really good tagline, right? Swimming in Game Pass. Because that that's, is... That's... That's... Okay. That's okay. what we're doing. I... Okay. 
<laughs> my husband, why is there a boom arm and a computer out in the backyard next to the hot tub? Don't ask questions. <laughs> I have an OnlyFans. What do you want? <laughs> well, as long as you're making money as tax write-off. As long I as can... you're bringing it in, right? <laughs> the man just rolls That's a real marriage. That's that... when you get married. You're like, hey, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. <laughs> Look, times are tough, all right? Leave me be. It's tax season <laughs> popping off over here. It is loud. When you turn on the bubbles and stuff, it gets real loud. I mean, it's a hot tub. It's all right. So, then I won't be able to hear the kids yelling crap at me. Very know. good. Yeah, I'm draining mine now, and I'm going to fill it up with super hot water. And, uh, yeah, I've I've gone – I told this story, but it hasn't released yet. But I've gone super weird where I've hooked up a water hose to, to, to my sink. And okay. I ran the water hose out the window to the hot tub. So when I when I refresh the water, I can fill it up oh, with hot water. You can fill it with hot water. You don't have to wait for it to get warmed I don't have up. To wait for it. That's to not warm. weird. That's that's some next level lazy shit. That's what that is. <laughs> it cost me nine bucks. It's a sweet deal. It's a little little cup link. It snaps on. I mean, we're not accounting for all the money spent on the energy to heat the hot water, but we'll go with nine. Exactly. Bucks. And here's we'll the thing. <laughs> Uh, and this is the last thing I'll say. Uh, it doesn't, so like it'll go to 104 degrees. Yes. And then when you take the top off and you start running the bubbles, it'll plunge quickly. I mean, yeah, it'll that makes at, sense. You'll be at 96 degrees in like 30 minutes. Okay. So with the hose though, oh my God. you could crank up some hot water in that thing and it'll stay 104 for like a good hour. This, this is like the old times where they bring you buckets of hot water yeah. to refresh your bathtub. That's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're Red Dead Redemptioning in this crap. Oh, it's fantastic. I'm, this I'm is the that. Witcher. Think of me, <laughs> Just, but the witch. <laughs> I'm going to let the internet have that one. Y'all y'all go nuts. Go crazy with that one. Um all right, let's talk about video games. Let's talk All right, let's talk about this first. We both bought because we're the people that we are. We both bought um, and we're showing them if you're watching the video version of this. And if you're not, that's fine. We both purchased the uh, Microsoft Xbox wireless headset. I believe that is the full title that they are giving to this thing. I've had mine for most of this week. I got it Wednesday. You've had yours for over a week now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, last week. And we've both been playing video games with them. And we figured we'd chat them up. These suckers are $99. The mm-hmm. Interesting feature would be for people who haven't listened to past shows is that you can link them both to the console and to like a phone or Bluetooth device and mix the audio. Yeah. yeah. And do an audio mix. So if you are the person who likes to grind for achievements and listen to podcasts or music, there's very few headsets on the market that do this. The Arxis, or, or if you're doing voice chat via Discord, which might come up later. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I love it when you drop a transition in that I don't even have to work for. Mm, that's beautiful. Uh, so... The audio mixing thing for a lot of folks, there, there are not very many headsets that do this wireless. Um, mm-hmm. The Arxis 9X does this. The 7X does not. And the 9X is $200. Mm-hmm. So let's discuss. Let's discuss. How do you feel about these things, having used them for a little longer than me? I've got some thoughts, but I've got one interesting thing that I want to highlight mm-hmm. first. Um, let's talk first and foremost, comfort. Yeah, okay. Wearing them. I'm curious. I've had the 9Xs. I've had the 7Xs and the 9Xs. So I've had both the Steel Series. Yep. And the Steel Series feel freaking amazing. Yeah, I have the 7X. And I'm going to tell y'all this. Those are the nicest, most comfortable headphones that you can wear for a console that are wireless on the market. Full stop. Yeah. They're amazing. Yeah, these these are not nearly as comfortable to wear as those. No. no. But that doesn't mean that these are not comfortable. Agreed. The leather ear cups are fine. They feel fine. But did you know? That the ear cups are swappable. 
with the for, Arctis 9Xs, and you can swap out the plush. For the foam. Look at that. Yeah. I did so not I bought, know that. I bought an extra set of, uh, of cups off Amazon for $12. That's smart. And that makes them feel, at least to me, a little bit better than they do off the shelf. How, what's the longest session that you've worn them for? Because I've been in them for like two, two and a half hours at a clip, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, um, that's about the same. Okay. I, I've played them... Now I'm trying to remember everything that I was playing, but I, uh, the first day I played, I think, for a good four or five hours because I wanted to kind of, I wanted to push the battery life. Yeah, that's fair. That I haven't and, done uh, yet. Yeah. And I was playing and they were fine. Yeah. I didn't have an issue wearing them. I think the the best note that I can give them is no, they're not as comfortable as the Arc, the Steel Series headsets. However, uh, they don't, for me, make give me that pressure on the ears feeling when you take Mm -hmm. them off. Like they don't pinch at my ears. Like even these Logitechs that I'm wearing right now, if I wear them for an extended period of time, my ears feel it. Um, Mm -hmm. I have not had a problem so far with the Microsoft ones. And for 99 bucks, I mean, that's a pretty sweet deal. They are, let's discuss this. They are bassy boys. That is a bassy ass headset. They Uh, thump. They play thump in a big way. Bro, the first game I played with these, I was like, I'm gonna play Tetris Effect because I want to nice. see that Good has choice. that has range, right? It has and yeah. it has a lot. I put these things on, I'm like, holy crap, that's a lot of bass. I had to dump the bass a little. All about um, the bass. Bring up, I am usually. I had to bring up the mids and the highs because they were very aggressive on the low end. <laughs> it's not bad. It feels warm. It's just I, I was not expecting that for a cheaper headset. They usually felt they, more than any headset I've ever had. Yeah. Yeah, I've had the Astro 20s, the 50s, the Arctis 7s, and the Arctis 9s, and these have way more bass than all of those. And, yeah. And it's not really close, comparably. It's clean um, bass, too. It doesn't feel... Yeah, it's true. ...muddy. They, that does happen. Like, you get headsets that really, like, boost the low end, but they go so far that it feel, it sounds crappy, you know? Um, the only thing that I can say about that is um, I've had the Dolby Atmos for yeah, a long time. Yeah, I use it, time. too. Yep. And I replayed Gears, and replaying Gears with this headset um, felt like I was experiencing that in a newer way. Like, it, it felt very different than even my 9Xs. I, I feel think this because way of, of that bass. I feel this way about Wolfenstein, because I've been playing New Order again, and I put them nice. on. And I did not originally play that game with Atmos, so this was new. There's a lot of moving audio happening, and a lot mm-hmm. of the booms and the background war noises are deep. I'm like, dude, I'm actually pretty imp- impressed with these things for a hundred bucks that would be my ultimate i think takeaway as well is for 99 dollars, they're they're basically really hard to beat and it's an easy recommendation but i do have some some complaints so do i um i don't think this is a great headset if your primary use for them is party chat with your friends uh, it's not a great microphone let's be clear it's not it's a great just mic not. i was uh, i did hop on and play with nathan a bit to test and we had to do quite a bit of mixing because he gets keep hearing himself coming through my headset. That is a very sensitive microphone. One. Yep. Two, it's not as far away from the headset as I would like it to be. I really like the way that our, the SteelSeries headsets do it. Where so the headset... Yeah, it's so close to the cops. I, no, no, here's the thing. I had it like this. And what so we ended up doing cheek. is we turned up the mic monitoring, like the auto mute, yes, to high. Yes. Yep. And then I literally just pulled this away like that. Yeah, it's... And I had to turn the volume down to get to where he couldn't hear himself. The biggest issue I have is that is that the microphone is not long enough. 
it, this problem would be solved if it was a longer mic. So the way the Steel Series headsets and lots of other ones do it is it's a telescoping mic, but it mm-hmm. comes out almost in front of your mouth, like it's further than your face for most people. And that pulls it away from the cup of the earphones. So the sound is not looping back in on itself. Yep. Um, I, I don't, it's not a great mic. Look, if you're going to use it for party chat, it's a crappy mic. There's nothing to say about it. Yeah, there are better headsets. There are, And the other thing is, uh, I do think audio quality wise, I don't think overall, I don't think it's as good as my 9Xs were it's, either. It's not. With the exception of, of the bass and what that brings to like Dolby. Um, because I, I played the first section of Gears 5. And when you enter the building, there's like a collapse where the floor comes down. Yes. And like hearing that in Dolby Atmos with this headset with the bass and everything was way more powerful than hearing it the first time I played. And I played mm-hmm. the first time with, with the 9Xs. But also like the directional audio um, right near that scene, there's a waterfall. And I sat there for like 15 minutes, like spinning in circles spinning. and like walking away. and walking. I did stuff like that too. <laughs> Not only do I hear the direction it feels very precise and accurate. Like when I Agreed. was gunfighting and stuff, I would find myself snapping to a sound and snapping like to the sound. Like I would, you know, because I was hearing it, I think more accurate. I wasn't just hearing it out the right side. I was hearing it like at a at, a, at an angle, at a direction off the right hand side. Yeah, they're mixed better for that stuff too. And I actually like, I like the way they sound for music. I'm the type of person who listens to bassy music though. Um, mm. So I'm actually kind of impressed with how well they mix for the stuff that I listen to. It's mostly EDM stuff. But I mean, I put them through some tracks that have range. And then I put them through ones where I'm just like, this bass is so low. I might break your windows. And they held up um, without nice. sounding like, uh, you know, tinny or, or that like, sh- like bass where it's like so shaky that it doesn't sound good. So I have had a couple audio dropouts. It's weird. I had a few. I've had a, I've had a few. I had a few when I first started using them, and then it kind of sorted itself out weirdly enough, and I don't they've know been, if there's... They've been issuing patches. Have they? Okay. Okay. They have. They'll fix it. I'm not worried I had a it. few. Um, I was real scared because I remember I brought that up about my 9Xs. Yeah. That was um, a problem. I had that a lot, and I thought it was the Bluetooth and the wireless interference. I don't think that's the case with this because I... The, basically, every time I brought up like an overlay. So if I was mm-hmm. in a game and then I hit the guide button, yes. then I would hear the static and, and it would kind of glitch out and then it would reconnect. Yes. Um, I've yet to hear it in the game and um, I I didn't have any issues with that while I was playing with Nathan. We had no interesting. issues. Okay, that's interesting. And I played the whole time. Oh, I've played Tomb Raider. That's what I played. Okay. I played Tomb Raider for like five hours with that's these things on. That's a good call. Had no issues. I had a couple drops when I first started Tetris. They are only noticeable in something like Tetris because it's an extended audio track that I know super well. So like if it if there's a blip and it wasn't a full disconnect and static, it was like little blips of drop, like drop mm. sound. But then after about an hour or so, it sort of sorted itself out. I don't know, you know, maybe there's and to be fair for listeners, I sit really close to my Xbox. Yeah, me too. I'm. Six, I'm six, I'm feet, six away. feet away. Absolute max. Yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm not. I don't sit far, but my house is filled with sources of Bluetooth and and wireless Same. interference. It's just a freaking nightmare of stuff. So I do absolutely love the radial dials. It it's the most ingenious thing. So for people who don't have these headsets, um, your right cup you spin the dial forward to increase the volume, backwards to decrease the volume, and on the left cup it controls the chat mix, which has kind of three levels. It's not and or the Bluetooth mix if and or the Bluetooth mix. Um, I love, I have a treadmill that has that same dial interface for 
um, speed and incline. And as mm-hmm. soon as you get used to it, it's the most brilliant thing in the world. It's so intuitive to just go whoop, forward, back. Um, I wish every headset that I owned had that because I constantly am searching for buttons. Yeah, you're always like kind of filling it. Where is it and all that? And even with this one, like the button and the mic button, like I'm trying to to yep. to find. Um, but when I was playing Tomb Raider, I was listening to podcasts, and like when I'm playing, I just spin it all the way back it, and I'm listening to my show. And yep. then when there's a cutscene, I just you roll go all the forward. way forward. It's yeah, so smart. It's very do... easy. I'm not messing with my phone. I'm not trying to adjust so volumes. Good. I'm not in and out of menus. I do like that the mic button is on the mic arm. Like the mm-hmm. mic button itself is if you follow yeah, if the you microphone follow back. Yes, it's right on that. It's So you can't confuse it with the on off button or the sync I, button, which is the same I kind of wish it was at the end. I do One too, the but then you're, that... you're grabbing the microphone to mute it. One of the things crappy. that I love about my new microphone is it has a touch mute and it's right here at the top. The capacity And you button. just tap it. Yeah. And you don't even have to press it. It's just a tap. I feel like if they put a capacitive tap button in this thing, it would not be $99, though. Mm, that's that's part of, you know, they, like that's an expense point that they didn't want to. It's also is... kind of weird that, like, when the light is on, you're live. I wish you. It is nice, though, you can um, choose the, the brightness level. You can, I think, you can turn the light the all the way off, too, which yeah. is fine. I don't care. I'm in a dark um, room. I, I did use uh, Windows Central's. Um, EQ. I did too. Recommendations, I, and then I kind of fudged from there what I thought felt best. I needed to. I liked their high end. I needed their. I actually turned on bass boost, dropped the bass a little bit, and raised the boost, and that made it more what I want. Um, mm-hmm. But and you can fiddle with the ba- bass boost is one of those things that like it's kind of depends on the video game you're playing. Probably it's very fiddly. If you're playing certain games, it's like too much. If you're playing other games, you need a little extra. So yeah, I can Look, imagine if I was playing something that was like real music based, because like I listen what to it music is. with my phone. I wouldn't want to listen to music at least on the settings that I had set for Gears. I, I was like, this isn't good. I think you should jump into Tetris and see how that feels, like because it's wildly hmm. different. Um, the mix that works for Tetris is not enough bass for Wolfenstein for me hmm. because okay. tetris is so bassy it's like i have my, my base when gears and two matter i have my base set to six uh, mine's two levels below what is considered the mid i forget what that they means. had five yeah it's, it goes yeah. from zero it goes from zero to ten yeah mine's two mine's too low because it was just it, that it came in hot i booted it up with base <laughs> settings and i started up tetris and i'm like oh my god okay my feelings are shaking i should probably yeah, it's a, like that's thumpy headphones it's a thumpy headset it's a bassy boy i like it I think what we're saying to you folks is if you're on the border and you think you're going to use the mixing feature and you don't think you're going to use a lot of chat, 99 bucks is a good place for you to go. Yeah, I really like them. Um, I I don't have... Remember, my whole goal of getting rid of my Nexus for this was to fix the mixing. I had issues mixing with the Arctis, had tons of interference, tons of drops. It did not work when I was playing online with friends at all. Yeah, that was a design issue. Yeah. It fixed it. It just fixed it. Like, it's just fixed now. So I don't have any issues with that. I don't think it's the best headset. Like, if you're an audiophile, you'll probably be let down. It's not the best headset in the world. It might be the best headset in the world, though, for $99. And and as a wireless headset, let's be clear. If you're going to wire and you're going to use a DAC, that's going to be a better experience for you. Period. Full stop. It just is. Mm -hmm. Um, I prefer my headsets. Like, I buy separate headsets for separate consoles just so I don't have to pair, unpair, or cable them. I just want to put a headset on and sit in a dark room. I do when love, it... again, that you can turn on your Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. And when my Xbox turns on, my TV turns on. 
everything. So all on. I do is press the button on my headphones and it all lights up and turns on. And it's like plugging into the freaking matrix. It's pretty it is. good. Um, yeah, you're like, oh, this is great. The other thing I really like about the way Xbox handles audio is it lets you leave your external HDMI audio output on. Mm-hmm. Um, you can choose that. So that if someone's sitting in the room with me, like I was testing the headset, so I wanted to be wearing it, but my kids wanted to watch me play Tetris. They can still hear the room audio. And it's not a noise canceling headset, but the way those cups fit, it does yeah. a very good job of clearing the room yeah, audio out. It's very good. I, when I first put them on, I thought maybe it had like some noise it doesn't. cancellation in it. Cause yeah, it's, it's kind of, it does set up like some sort of false solitude. It's um, just a seal. very tight cup design, yeah. like, and it, but it's elongated enough so it would fit most people's ears, but it just holds in your ears. It's it's very mm-hmm. good. I bet you it's less with the foam pads, though. The plushy ones, but they yeah, feel the, a lot the better. leather. Oh, I'm sure they do. Ah, you. <laughs> they feel so nice. And- so coming from someone who has the seven X, uh, and also the seven P, I would say if you're in the market for a headset and you don't care so much about um, chat audio, this is yeah. a good one. I play online with friends in a chat room a handful of times a year. Same. I don't care. Five, seven times a year, maybe. It goes so far for me as I wish I could detach the microphone. That'd be cool. That's yeah. right. I have other headsets that let me do that. I'd rather I, plug in my actual microphone and just use it. You you can do that, right? Yeah, I think so. I think you can. Um, yeah. No, I... So for me, it's real easy. But if you're on chat with your buddies like every night, like five nights a week playing Warzone, Don't. probably not the best mic. Buy, this, buy the 7X, not the 9X. If you it, 7X won't let you mix the audio, but the 7X, the SteelSeries 7X is probably one of my favorite console headsets right now. Just as yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that about does that. I said I was playing Tetris. I've been playing through Wolfenstein. Yo, that 2014 game is still fire. It's still so freaking good, dude. Ahead it looks of the curve. great. It... It still holds up too visually. It does. Um, but there, there's some auto muddy HDR. Te- uh, yeah, and there's some muddy textures, but not like something that you're too busy murdering Nazis to notice. Yeah. If you're looking at the walls, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. I'm very excited. It's been a great week of murdering Nazis over here. What about not you? that I want to admire like Nazi imagery, but when you're like in when you're in like the fortress and the castle and stuff, there are like a really like hard contrast, like red and the gray yes. with the yes. lighting through the windows and stuff and like the candelabras. And it does, it does look good. It feels like they made some design choices that were very much, we're at the end of the 360 and we're stretching it. Of course. And you know what I mean? And, and there were smart ones. Contrast is a smart design choice. It holds up over time. Mm-hmm. Whereas like a really sharp texture, sometimes just, it looks great now, but in five it's years, you know, I love, I love the use of contrast and moving fabric and stuff like that. That game is still so good. If you haven't played Wolfenstein, play them all, do it immediately. Mm-hmm. Just play, play. Yeah, some of the designs are very ornate, so which good. is kind of a. I mean, that's kind of like what machine does that a lot in Wolfenstein. Yeah, and uh, like that's that's kind of a thing. I think even it might even just be a Bethesda thing. Like they really do yeah. get very very detailed in design. You don't see a lot of flat, simple things. You find a lot of uh, if they're not textured like detailed, they're actually. You know, they've got a lot of detailed stuff on them. The table yeah. is set with spoons, forks, plates, candelabras, things, it's so silly. apples. Yeah, there's always stuff. The walls are always covered. Yeah. There's stuff everywhere. I, um, and if that's you look not, back, it gives it all like a like a warmth, like a you know, a lived feeling. in. Yeah. yeah, it's funny if you look back even on Return to Castle Wolfenstein. Like there was art on the walls back then. You know, yeah. like they don't. This series lends itself to that because the Nazi war machine was so propaganda based to begin with. And like it's the like, war machine perfect. stuff. 
like when you're breaking out of the jail and stuff. Like so when you go into like a wall or something, you're not just like in a vent. No. You're in a vent with a thousand pipes and steam. And here's the thing. And there's yep. and they've got nuts and they've got bolts. Like it's very intricate. Yeah. And, and it holds I think that's... that makes it look better with time. And it ho- yes, it holds up. Because it's yeah. um also because it's meant to be grimy, so you can kind of get away with stretching it a little further. Cause like it's Nazis in war. Um which is my you know, it's great. Not the Nazis in the war is not great. The video game is great. You're right. Um, right. I also really love their gun designs. They're stupid. Oh, and yeah. I'm super here for how dumb and duct taped and crappy some of them are. I love that crap. They do fire I, so well. They do fire well. The, the game is a game is good. I kind of forgot how much internal monologue BJ has in that first game, too. He's very mm-hmm. philo- almost philosophical in the beginning, especially, mm-hmm. um, which is weird, but fits I love it. somehow. It's great. If you it gives me. Uh, remember, I was saying uh, just a couple weeks ago when I was playing it, like major Sin City vibes. Yes, where he's almost like yes. s- just narrating the story himself, and it's kind of like that noir. Yep. Self reflection, and I'm totally digging, and I completely forgotten about it. Yeah, I um, didn't realize he was so chatty, Kathy, in the beginning, especially. Um, also, this is giving me an opportunity. There's a choice that happens in the very beginning of the game. At the end of essentially the prologue, <clears throat> where you can choose which of your two war friends to save. Um, mm-hmm. And I chose Fergus my first time through, and I never chose Wyatt. And I had no I idea that if you choose Wyatt, you pick locks for the rest of the game. <laughs> Video games are so stupid. And the way he picks the locks, he just jams his knife into the top, rips off the top, and jams the things in. Like, BJ, Hell just yeah. keep the door open, bro. <laughs> You're That's a why monster, BJ's man. awesome. He's the greatest. He's great. He's very um, good. That video game is great. What are BJ you playing? BJ for Smash. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Uh, I'm playing Tomb Raider. Um, I'm playing It Takes Two. And I've I'm heard that's fun. Divot Derby. What is Divot Derby? Tell me about this Divot that's Derby. That's that mode in the PGA. Oh, that's the, that's your, that's the tour de golf nonsense. I, I played really it play a bit. That. It's really fun. It's is it really fun? different. It's really short. I think a Good. lot of people would be there for that. Um, so the way that it works is, um, it's like speed golf. Um, you, you you all get put on a tee. You don't see everybody. You just see yourself. And they do a little countdown. Three, two, one. And then they blow the horn. And when you blow the horn, you just see all the trails of all the golfers that you're playing with. Like they're Oh, they're that's going, cool. They're all different colors. Got it. And they all just go. And it's like a round robin type thing. So you do multiple rounds. And... It really doesn't matter about score at all, which I which kind of upset me when I first got into it. Um, but what it is is it's a race to get in the cup. Oh, okay. There, there are limited numbers of spots, just like in golf. Like you got to make the cut each hole. Okay. So but does it? Like, it doesn't matter how many strokes it takes you to get in. Not at it's all. It's just as and fast I, as you can golf. I was hoping that like if you scored better, you would like leapfrog somebody that scored less. No. Uh, but you don't. It's just whoever gets in first. I can do this. I can play this golf. Everybody game. can. Oh, hell, let's Everybody go. Can. This is super casual. <laughs> let's um, go. But here's the thing. So you see all the trails of the golf balls, and they're all different colors, which is really a, a cool look. They'll all be like blue, yellow, pink, red, purple, right? Um, and you see them in real time as they're going. And you, so cool. you keep hitting, you keep hitting. And then when you get to the green... There are just balls being putted and chipped at the at the at the hole <laughs> from all different directions. In? Yeah, I, I took a gif of one where um, the first hole I played, there was, or at least the hole that I took this clip from, the cut was seventeen. So I think there's like thirty or thirty five of us on the hole. Okay, and you had to make the you had to be top seventeen to to advance. So 
I go to hit, and like right now there's like three people in, and like three seconds later it's like fifteen people are in. Oh, because okay, yeah. Ten so balls just, just all go in right at the same time, like I right after this. the other. Just like tap 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 tap. So you get that chaotic yes. sense of urgency. That's what like, I, I want. Go, like, I go. like Fall Guys, like which makes like Fall Guys. <laughs> playing the game harder because you can't sit there and, and line up fluffle. your shot and yeah. And if you like get nervous. You, uh, this mode is set to the pro difficulty. So oh. if you screw up your shot one or the other, you go flying way left or way right or, you know, like, and it makes it harder. So you kind of get that urgency um, get going. It's really fun. I had some disconnects, okay. which That's, weren't eh. as fun. Um, they also set a timer. So like once the first ball goes in, it's like top 17 or whoever gets in in like 30 seconds or oh, 10 right, seconds. Wow. Like, oh, they're not playing. Damn. So, yeah. So they'll be like, here you go, you Damn. gotta do it. And uh, I made one putt. The best I got was third. That's pretty I made good. A, I made a putt to get into the final round in the last second. Yes! And it, felt, it felt like a buzzer beater because the commentators are also oh, set to to feel, you know, to commentate what's happening. So, like, when I hit the putt, they're like, is he gonna make it? Is he gonna make it? Oh, oh, that's my wild! Yeah, Alright, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play this. I'm gonna play this because here's the thing. I'm bad at golf, okay? I'm bad at golf. I'm bad at uh, bowling. I'm bad at all sports that require patience and precision, okay? Wii sports. I'm very good at <laughs> judo. I grab the person and they come down with me. And hopefully I land on top of them. That's why I'm very good at that. So this is the kind of golf that I can get down with because it requires limited precision and a little bit of crazy. That's me. <laughs> and you, there is that, like, do you just swing as fast as you can, like, yep. go full out speed? Let's go. Or do you take a couple seconds to line up what you're doing and like do you gain an advantage by hitting a better shot than somebody who's just hitting it forward? This is the constant this is the Fall Guys version of Battle Royale, right? And Pretty in much. some ways this is the Tetris version of Battle Royale where it's not always about playing perfect Tetris. Sometimes it's about playing faster Tetris and putting the pressure on somebody, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be beautiful, it just has to win. Um this is the kind of battle royale I was built for. Okay, yep. I'm here for this. And I'm terrible at golf. Let's go. This will be so dumb. I should probably install it. It's a fun mode. It's a yeah. real fun mode. Yeah. Uh, it got me playing the game again. Uh, and, and, you know, as they continue with that franchise going forward, like that mode has some merit. Like you could see yeah. it kind of be, you know, lived in and, and, and get more stuff as it goes down the line. It's fun to um, see silly in a serious game. Oh, yeah. You know, it's definitely. just fun. That's like, I love that. Like you expect it in something like Mario Golf, right? But it's fun to see them, and especially with the announcers. I can't believe they left that in. That's it's, money. Oh, yeah, excited. it's like all new stuff. It's like they oh. recorded new lines for this. I love it. Um, it Takes Two, I was excited for, because it's getting really, really great reviews. Is this the Joseph Ferris joint? It is. Okay. <laughs> I can't hear the name of his games without thinking about him flipping the bird at a camera. Of course, I, nobody can. I can't. Um, it's the way it is. It's, it's uh, EA Access. I don't know if it's in the trial for Game Pass or not, because... Uh, I had pre-ordered it, but Kevin actually got it for a review. Oh, cool. So I'm just playing off that as my game share partner. I sat down and played with my wife. I can, I can, we played through the first boss, a little bit past the first boss, and just uh. through the first boss, I can tell you a few things definitively. Okay. Definitively, this is one of the better co-op games in design uh -huh, that but. I've played in a recent memory. Okay. Or, you know, in a long time. Um, just right off the bat, like the puzzles are very intuitive, but not easy. And they require like some thought. And that's just like from the start of the game, you know, but 
the platforming requires an aptitude level from a gamer that like is just above what my wife is capable of. Probably and, my kids could play with me, but probably not my husband. I've heard this from multiple people where it's like it's it's expecting you to understand how video games work in yeah, a nuanced way. It's expecting way. you to have you know fifteen years of Mario under your belt. The platforming, particularly, yeah. um, it's not challenging. It's not like Celeste or Hollow Knight or anything like that. But it, it it does require somebody that can manipulate a camera on one stick, direction on the other stick, and do actions at the same time. And yes, as gamers, we take that for granted. We just do it. It's just something we do because we've been a lot we've of learned through can't time. Do that. It, people who don't play video games frequently can't. Yeah. My husband really does struggle with stuff like that, and it's not because he's bad at playing video games; it's just that he never he doesn't practice those kinds of games. Right? Mm-hmm. He plays MLB the Show and like a, one or two other games. So my son, though, he could probably do it with me. Yeah, he could play that. Um, one. So I, I pulled her off the game because Kevin was like, Kevin's wife plays games, and she's like, this is too hard for me. Huh. My wife, there was so much frustration. Of me just uh, like staring. I, I did take a clip. Um, there's a there's a switch that you've got to jump on, and she just jumped over it, and then back <laughs> over it, and then back over it again, and then she went to jump on it, and she landed, and then she fell off into the water, and then we had to do the whole thing over again. Uh, I would have kicked my husband out of the room. I I I have. We've discussed my patience level, but that would be a it's be a, it's difficult evening ruiner for us. There was a so. there's one. It's a it's a platform to to cross a section of of water it moves oh, and no. then what happens is when it gets to the end you have to run jump mm-hmm. do a double jump and uh-huh. then do a dash so it's a a x simple it's a me mario but My except no it, 10 times yes. she and me trying to explain to her how to double jump as soon as she left the platform it was a like she just smashed the button over it, and over that's again. and that's not uncommon. Like we're gonna. And I'm then a- I was like, no, no, you gotta jump and then wait for the middle of the arc. Hit jump again. Yeah. And then she got that. And then I was like, now hit dash. And then she would dash to the left and fall. Dash to the right and fall. Because she couldn't. She couldn't control the camera. Right. While trying to, to hit the buttons to direct the body. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It, it's so. we we really don't think about like how we wrangle these like types of inputs. We just kind of do it, and it's all muscle memory. And it's funny to watch someone who it, funny is a strong word. It can be very frustrating, but it's it's interesting to watch somebody who doesn't know that language of video games like mm-hmm. without thinking. It's it's like my kids always say to me, "Mom, how do you just do that with Tetris?" And it's like I've played hundreds of hours of this. My brain is just finally figured out a use for the part that I'm not using, and it just plays Tetris. It's, Absolutely, we just play video games. So I pulled her off. I was like, "Look, we're gonna pull out the N64. We're gonna play Mario Golf. Yeah, you got and that." And I'm gonna uh... find somebody else to play. It takes two with me. That's um, the performance of the game, especially the fact that it was running in split screen, stellar. Mm. Like, awesome to hear. And okay. it like That's the resolution good. is good. It's not like it got it got dumbed down. It's not like it's a simple game. It's not. It's a very cartoony game. Um, if there is not a be our guest, Beauty and the Beast. Like extravaganza moment in this game, I'm gonna be sorely let down because is it setting it up? Does it feel that way? Well, like, all right. So the the game is about divorce. You've got these two parents that are gonna divorce yes. each other. Daughter super sad. She cries like on this divorce book. Magically wakes the book to life. The book is comically bad, like stereotype of like I don't know, like Spanish Mexican. You oh, know, good. he's like, oh, you've got to find some love. You no. know, he does stuff oh. like that. Uh, it's like Carlos Mencia type type stuff. Um, 
Damn it, Ferris. But like all of these things are coming to life, like the vacuum's coming to life. And it's like this, um, you know, honey, I shrunk the kids because you're these tiny little right. dolls and you're, you know, you're, yes. you're going through wires and everything's real big. And the only thing that I can keep thinking is like, we've got to get to the kitchen because I want the candelabra and the tea yeah, kettle there and the be cup. A dancing. I want them to dance. I want to hear the song because that's, yeah, because it seems right at home in this space. In this weird Disney movie about divorce. It, yeah. Joseph Ferris is an interesting character. I, th- <laughs> I think I saw on Twitter, I think he might voice the Mexican book. Uh, that would not, which that is surprises totally... me. That surprises me. Zero percent. Donnie, I am. I took a clip surprised. of this one where he was telling them that they have to, uh, oh man, I think he said collaborate, but he does it. With like this Eddie Guerrero shimmy and like this gyrating. No, 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 <laughs> no. It's like, okay. The, the, He's like, the, you guys must work together. It is very like Eddie Guerrero, like Latino heat, like wrestling character. It feels like they're evoking <laughs> the shitty, like the bad nonsense. Like that kind of like personification was in like Shadow of the Damned. Right, yeah. like it's been yeah. a minute since we've had something so egregious. Like Shadow of the Dam mm-hmm. was egregious. It was egregious in every way, and that was part of the point. But I haven't heard a bit like it's that a different in, world. Yeah, I haven't heard a bit like that in quite a few. I would years. imagine uh, a lot of people don't take take well to this. But I, the game yeah. sitting Metacritic like a ninety one. I think Damn, people like it. People really like it. And Joseph like Ferris I said, did something good. <laughs> the puzzles are very good, and they do require cooperation. Like there That's are lots good. of um, like there are reactions like you have to hit something so your partner can run and jump onto something while you are going to aim something to catch them somewhere else like it's not just like a hey you hold this switch and i'll hold this switch and we'll do it it's way they're way more detailed than that it sounds like a natural evolution of a way out like going from which i didn't like i didn't love it either i thought it was too slow in plotting and it was there was a a numerous issues the dialogue wasn't very good like yeah it was that was so many issues but it feels like he like at least figured out how to make the game fun to play even if he. i think this is far better than that all right well then i might because i wasn't going to play this because i was like i didn't like a way out i'm over it i don't want to deal with your nonsense this is better way better than that i got i got nothing this is real good i got nothing but time i think nathan heard my call i put out a call to find somebody to replace my wife so I'm going to try to schedule out a time with me and Nathan, and me and Nathan will be the divorce couple and try to figure yeah, out. Yeah, you let me know how that works out. I want to play this game with you, but my work is a hot nightmare, and I think it's That's the hard problem with multiplayer games. Like, if I'm not going to play with somebody that's in my house, like, trying to find a scheduled yeah. time to do it, we'll see. I'm not, yeah. I don't have the highest of hopes that I will uh, see the ending of this game, but we'll Maybe see. I will try to employ the help of my 11-year-old son. I might have to do uh, the same. I, my kid would play it with me because he's like, but I, I don't really appreciate that he's been showing me up in almost every way lately. Like, he's getting better at video games than me. He ran faster than me on the treadmill this week. I'm not feeling good about myself right now. <laughs> it's because of an 11-year-old boy. So maybe I don't ask him to hang out. I don't know. Every parent reaches that point where their kids are just better than them. At certain things. Out. I'm still way funnier <laughs> than him and way cooler. I own a motorcycle. Come on, kid. That's you can't compete point. with that. Mm-hmm. All right let's we've talked headsets we've talked video games let's talk about indie games because that's why mm. we delayed recording this show to today um id at xbox with the help of twitch because they they did a they, kind of a co-presentation on this yeah hosted the indie game showcase this thing was kind of a mess let's just get that out of the way up front it was a little long it was a, a little, little long it was four hours of yeah, so this is longer this is longer than like the snyder cut <laughs> It was, yeah. Like I was, I watched. I'm going to tell you a secret. I was work was stressful. I couldn't watch it during the middle of the day. 
I got done with work. I exercised. I put myself in the bathtub and I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch through this because thinking it would be an hour. I was like, I'm going to just watch these trailers. That's so funny that you thought it was going to be an hour because there were a lot of people in the Twitch chat and there were a lot of people just on Twitter that they thought they were getting an indie direct. It's amazing how Nintendo has conditioned video game fans how to expect marketing. Yeah. Because if you do anything else that's not that, they get yeah. people get mad. <laughs> I w- I won't say that I was angry. I was not upset. I, That's I good. want I want more video games, right? Always, but I did have a crunch enough that I was like, I'm just going to have to go through their YouTube and hit every trailer. That's what I ended up doing. And I, if if folks, I watched some of the showcase. They could use some work on tightening up their presentation. Well, for, unlike you, uh, I had it up the entire day as I was working. Sweet I Jesus. watched the entire thing and I took uh, copious shorthand notes. I have little notes too. Yeah, I have notes. Um, but yeah, since we're talking about the presentation, let's I was just get it out of the this way. to the end. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm kind of at a loss because I think it was good. It reminded me a very. It was like a comparison of. I would compare it to like what Nintendo has done with like Treehouse Live. Yes, that's past. a very that's a very apt presentation comparison. It's long. It's slightly more detailed than you expect, and but it's just Nintendo's better at it. Nintendo's better at it. And that's, I think that's you know. I think it's fine. I think it's okay to allow somebody to have this. There are those people who are like, I don't care about them or the people. I just want the games. Fine. And that that's available for you on YouTube, yes. on the blog. Like you don't have to watch the show, so the show doesn't have to be that for you. Agree. But that said, I don't know if this showcase accomplished the goal. I think Four hours of indie games is a big ask. And I think the smarter thing to do is to chunk this into the other... middle of a day on a Friday. In, on a Friday. And we're t- you're keeping people's attention on a bunch of games that may not be for them for this long of a period of time. It's better so to that, chunk So that's kind these. of like my point. Let me ask you this. What do you think the goal of this was? Like, what was the goal? They're like, hey, we're going to work with Twitch. We're going to do this indie game thing. Like, was the goal to bring a bigger awareness to indie games coming to Xbox? I think the goal is to to me was to bring a bigger awareness to the fact that Xbox cares about that enough to have the ID at Xbox division. Like, look, yeah. we care too, just like Nintendo does. Because Nintendo well, cares. Funny. Nintendo it's makes funny it clear. Nintendo and PlayStation, I think, do a very good job of curating and selecting the indie games that they want to associate with their brand. Yes. And I think a clear difference that you can make, and I, I mean, I'm I'm making a really big assumptions sure. off of one show but i don't think it's just the show i think i think there's somewhat of a history here a pattern building with xbox where it i think it's more about quantity yes it, it has been since the 360 it has been how since many much. like it's not so much about how great they are no. you don't hear them talking about like the reviews or the ratings and we're focusing on three of them that they think are just excellent games it's not about that at all it's We've got 100 games to show you. We've got 80 games yes. to show you. You know, and this has been a thing for a while. And because, like, I was saying, if the goal is to raise awareness of indie games, like, I think they, I don't think they did. I, and, no. and I think that's crazy to say that because one of the things that I took a note of when the when the show started in the first 15 minutes, there was about, I think, 12,000 people watching the live stream on Twitch. Did it drop as the hours went on? Aggressively? Oh, of course. Yeah. But, like, here's the other thing. 12,000 isn't a lot. No. Like, that's not a lot of people. But, and I realize that they'll they'll catch people with the blog, they'll catch people with the VOD. Like, I understand. I'm not trying to take 
you know, uh, I'm not trying to make a conclusion based off of that alone. I'm just trying to get a representation here. Um, at the first interview, like after that first scissor reel, it yeah. dropped down to like eight. Yep. And by the end, it was like five. So this goes back to my point. This is better served chunked into bigger presentations like Sony and Nintendo sometimes do it. Sony's actually bit better at this even than Nintendo. Nintendo chunks it and keeps it short. That's one method, right? Sony chunks it and puts it in their bigger presentations. There's more people watching then. If what you really want is to bring attention to these games, you have to get them in front of people when more people are watching. And then maybe you grab somebody. But four hours of indie games is a lot to ask, even for people who love video games. Do you know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like, it's and a I, big I ask. Think, and Like, if, if 12,000 people found out about a game that they wanted today, like, that's not enough. That doesn't move a needle enough. It really doesn't. Like, when you remove yourself from our ecosystem and our Twitter, and that was another thing that I was going to say is, I'd be very interested to know how many podcasts and outlets are going to cover Probably. this in depth as we are. Right. Because when I was on Twitter and I was tweeting about some of my favorite games and stuff, like, I kind of felt alone. And yeah. I follow a lot of Xbox channels. I was like, where is everybody? Like, it really seemed like everybody took the, I'll I'll wait for the blog post later. Well, when people started hearing it was going over an hour, I don't blame them. You know what I mean? I think this was probably a miss from Microsoft. I heard it from the start. Did you? That's you interesting. Know. Some people just don't want all their indie games in one place. You know what I mean? Some people want mm -hmm. that chunked into bigger presentations. And I think I do think that's something Sony does better. And I think Nintendo's method of like, we're having an indie direct, but it's 27 minutes long and that's it. That's very smart, too. The other thing um, that I would bring up using the Treehouse connection. Mm-hmm. This felt very disjointed, and I agree. and and um, the word that I'd like to use is maybe like lacking. It's awkward. It was awkward and directionless. That was those were just the like words lack I like a I don't know the right word. I was going to say like not being like as genuine, yeah, as a treehouse would feel because with treehouse there are people Nintendo employees that you've known for years that are talking and you know their opinions. With this event, there were random Twitch streamers. Some of yeah. them were good. Some of them were bad. I agree. I, the, I watched a couple the, of clips. Yeah. The two girls that hosted the majority of the event, I would classify the bad category. Um, yeah. And I, I don't mean to overly criticize them. They're very popular streamers, way more popular than I am. So they're doing something right. But the questions that they would ask, their their commentary to some of the developers or the trailers that they were seeing seemed like they were ill-prepared, unprepared, completely unaware of what they were looking at. Or just um, over... There's also, you could use the word overwhelmed, because it's so much. Like, this is the problem with you dump oh, so the, much, and you no. ask someone to MC a show. This is a lot of freaking video games, man. This was a lot. So I watched the whole thing. I did, a yeah, lot I did. of times their commentary was more along the lines of, oh my gosh, that's great. So yeah. Why is it great? What makes it great? What do you... You know, or you'll get a lot of, what was your inspiration for making this game? Like, I, dive deeper than that but 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 it's already a four-hour show i know you can't that's the problem they could but, but they were doing the interview i take that i so like one of the showings of, of the thing was uh soup pot yeah i love that i love that little trip well here's the thing <laughs> i think as the game i mean to be all honest i think the game looks not very good but the interview was stellar because sure. steve sure was doing a very good job of being excited and interviewing the developers. Yes. We get to sure. learn about them. And one of the things that was rampant through the whole show was there seemed to be a delay. 
on whoever was producing because it was live. They were going to multiple yeah. people live. So there were a lot of people talking over each other, pausing because they didn't know when to talk. You know, so there, even with that in that interview, Steve did a very good job. Sure. I think the guy that interviewed the 12 minutes dev did a very good job. Not everybody did that. So I don't think it's just long and I don't think it was overwhelmed. No, um, that's fair. Some people are just not good at interviews, right? And and I think yeah. this is this is something that the idea of If you're going to do long form stuff. Then get good people who are good at interviews. You need somebody that kind of cares. I, I don't even know if it's a matter of caring and just get it or just getting anxious or, well, or caring up, is you know? maybe too far. Caring is the wrong word. I think some people are just not they don't they don't have Somebody that's that more skill. invested. Or just or more has prepared. that skill. Yeah, like, or has that, that particular skill. Like the whole time I was sitting there thinking I was like how much better would this be if like if just popular Xbox, yeah. you know, influencer, like if Paris was sure. talking about something like that. Like sure, it would sure, be sure. better because I think he'd be more invested and and would scratch a little bit beneath the surface and not be so yeah. it felt like they were reading cue cards at it, times. They, I'm kind of glad I didn't watch the whole four hours because like that's yeah. that's just painful. And I think they it's it cringeworthy at times. The show four hours worth of indie stuff that like largely leaned that way is a miss. And I, do I think that they could do it better? Absolutely. Do I think they will? Probably. Um if you're going to do a showcase like this on indie games only, though, I think you need to start keeping them short. An hour is probably your max, or else you're just you're, I agree you're with spending you. more to produce than you're getting back out of the loop. I agree with you, and I, I don't. There's a part of me that says I don't want to because I don't. I don't think that everything has to be the same. I don't think but, so either. But but I've said it in the past with Inside Xbox. There's ways to have your cake and eat it too. You can do what Nintendo does. You have your little showcase. And then you say, hey, now we're live and we're yep. going to go talk to people. You got to do both. But like doing it like this um, was a mistake. Also, yeah, I have much. one major, not major, I have a cri criticism for Xbox. I did Xbox on this part. Oh, snap. Um, two of them. If you're going to talk about indie games that you've already announced, then you have to bring something new that nobody's seen before. I, or a date for God's or sakes, that's, pick, that's pick more or less one. what I mean. Like, yeah, if, if you're showing a, a game that you've already showed, date and you it. need to date it or give it a, a window, you have to give somebody else a reason for watching. Otherwise, you're going to lose people the next time you tell them to come watch. Um, <sighs> there was way too many games that we saw E3 two years ago, three years ago, that still didn't get dates, no dates. still didn't get updates, or even get like a new trailer, like a new yeah. thing. There was no new thing. I do the not second part of it, every time Xbox speaks, I... I I brought this up in the lead up on the Xbox One X launch or the Xbox Series X launch that I thought was a mistake. If you're going to talk about indie games at the start of the show, you need to say, we're going to talk about all the games that are in Game Pass. It, they they kept yes. mixing in Game Pass announcements. And as somebody who watched this entire thing, it was hard to keep up with what was coming to Game Pass and what wasn't until the very end when they closed with it. And I'm happy that they did. But I think in the presentation... It would resonate more and stick with more people if you said, hey, for our next section of games, they're all coming to Game Pass. Yep. Let's talk about the Game Pass indies right now. And I, I think you should do yes. that at the top of the show. Yep. Open the show with the with the banger. I, if you're going to do a four-hour show, you can't you can't sprinkle them through and then expect everybody to stick so around to weird, the It was so weird because they were it like in weird. banners. They weren't mentioned. They were on the side. It was, it was um, rough. Was I pre-ordered a game, and I'm, I, and I'm very excited, so don't get me wrong. I pre-ordered a game that's coming to Game Pass, and at the time I pre-ordered it, I didn't know. 
that's a that's a huge mistake. That's a mistake. <laughs> what like, do you do in Xbox? That's that's not good. Like that's not good. Now, do I care? No, because I want to support the developer. I'm just making the point to make the point. That's kind of how hard it was to keep track of where everything was landing. Yeah, I agree. I I saw the tweet after, and I was like, cool. That's the information yes. that I want. A lot of people are very excited <laughs> I, about that. I want, and that's a great list, and we'll get to that list at the end. Let's step through. Let's step through a couple things. I mean, we're not look. This was a long show. We're gonna do. Yeah. We're gonna do a yeah. wrap up. We'll do our best here. Um, there are a couple of games in this first list here that they open with Exomecha, The Ascent, mm-hmm. Omni, and The Wild at Heart, and Void Train were the chunk they kind of opened with. Um, yep. I already was excited to play The Ascent. I like that style mm-hmm. of game. I'm into it. I think it's cheeky humor wise and kind of. I don't ridiculous. know if I'm ever gonna play cyberpunk after this game comes out like uh is this what you wanted kind of like yeah every time i see it i'm like man that is i really i'm very excited for the ascent also coming to game pass and i really really want to play it so and i do think today's uh trailer was entertaining yeah that was a fun trailer i watched the trailer and i laughed you know i chuckled i was like this is good this is what it was focused on co-op so while we didn't get a date they did bring something new they showed something new it was worth watching that's good stuff. I also mm-hmm. really was um, drawn in by Omni, which is like, it's this like exploratory platformer with a lot puzzle of traversal game. stuff. Yeah, puzzle game. But there's a lot of traversal uh, mechanics yeah. in there. And they, yeah, they showed, showed a lot of those. the flying, kind of like a speed dash. You've it's got this beautiful. like, you've got this wand stick yep. thing that you could ride. There was like a lot of skateboarding moments, but there's a lot of puzzles. Yeah, um, and I'm into that for people who aren't, but I like the mix of puzzles and, and traversal. It's not quite a platformer, but it's got, the like, it's cool. It's, like, very neat and, and feels unique. The other one of this group that I'm way into is The Wild at Heart, um, which is, it evokes the art style of, there was a Halloween game whose name now escapes me because, of course, I didn't write it down. But it looks like Pikmin. It's Pikmin. It's Pikmin. It's Pikmin. I'm so, so here for it. <laughs> we had Chris Sumsky from Moonlight Kids and makes this game on the Xbox Empire um, shortly before you join the show. Well, I've uh, been talking with these devs for years. Um, yeah. I've been in their Discord. Um, I'm really... I'm going to look up something real, thing, real quick. That's why he's clicking. While he's looking that up, the game that I wanted to evoke in my brain is Costume Quest. It has... The art style of the characters is very similar, but it is Pikmin. Like the the thing every time I see that game, the thing that I can't unsee or can't not think about, um, and I, I think I brought this up to Chris, and I don't think he even had the the correlation. Um, but if you've ever read the child book where the wild things are, oh, absolutely, yes, it evokes that, that immediately. This yes. is this game is that in motion, and it's yes, gorgeous. It's yeah. beautiful, and the fact that it is a Pikmin game speaks to like my Nintendo ness. And yeah. liking those types of games. And this is what I love from indie games is they give us the games that we're not getting elsewhere. And Kevin is a gigantic, gigantic Pikmin fan. Um, that's, a, that's a game a lot of people associate with him. And I had to have him, like, see this game. Yeah. I'm so excited because, you know, like, I, I'm in that um, too cool for school hipster area where I feel so early on this game. Yeah, 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 this, yeah. You, this yeah, game yeah. was showed... During the pre-show, two E3s ago, and I reached really? out to them, and I was like, "Guys, this game looks amazing! I want you to come on my podcast. I want to talk to you." Um, and I was so happy today to see so many people. Looks, like, what is this game? It looks so good. And that um, one's that one's out in May. 
on the 20th. It's on May 20th. It's That's $25. It launches okay. into Game Pass. Let's so go. You have no excuse not to play it. I totally bought it. I want to support them. They, yeah. they, as, as I told Kevin, they need our money more than EA does. Sure. I want to buy a copy of the game. And uh, I hope people, I, I've already played the demo on Steam. They released the demo. Um, I've already played it. It plays great. Um, I did get a little inside info because they did, they flashed the uh, enhance for Series X badge. Mm. The game is targeting 120 frames per second on Series X. It okay. will run in 1440p in Series S. Okay. And uh, one of the things from the interview that I brought up to them when we first talked is that I asked them if they thought it was cool. At the time, they couldn't tell me it was coming to Game Pass. I tried. Sure. I tried I'm... so hard. And I was like, one of the things I asked them, I was like, don't you think it's cool that like you could put your game on Game Pass and like people could stream it? Like as a developer and a programmer, like you've got people that are doing this sort of code. Doesn't that, isn't that cool? Like just the idea. And they, you know, he, he I would say he dodged the answer. He gave me like a non-answer. Well, today after it was out, I was like, now? And they're like, we think it's totally cool. Yeah, right. It's rad. Yeah, of course. I'm glad that they, that you got at them. And that's, yeah. that's fun. That's, see, this yeah. is, this is the kind of stuff that makes these things good. And I'm really excited about this game because I didn't know about it. And I love me some Pikmin-esque gameplay. Good. I love that strategic yeah. gameplay with You get a little vacuum. They're like cool. bees and the different enemies. It's, it's fun stuff. I'm very here for this. I'm very excited about it. Um, they, they dumped a sizzle reel in next, which is a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. Nothing that is like f- was floating my particular boat. Um, I've got me. a few. All right, hit me. Let's hear. Um, Never yield. I played today. There's a demo on Steam. I downloaded it. Mm-hmm. Um, Never yield was the one that started this as a real. Uh, it's really cool. It's it's Runner. <laughs> it's like yeah. Runner Three. I love Runner. Um, that is a series. I've got all of them on Switch. Um, it's very much like that's very bright and colorful. And uh, so far, I played through the demo. You can play the entire thing on a D pad. Oh, like nice. Everything is just like mapped that. to to the D-pad, um, which I thought was cool. Other games from this that I thought were good that I'm interested in knowing more, Little Witch in the Woods. Um, a lot of times I will describe games as like four people on the podcast. So Little Witch in the Woods is a hashtag Rebecca game. Um, Echo Generation is hashtag Lucas Kevin game. And I actually am really excited about that one. I played the demo. That was in the Xbox Summer demo event yep, last yep. E3. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I really like that one. <laughs> I wanted to say Airport for Aliens Ran by Dogs was an Elaine game. I have not seen a game that looks so bonkers. Oh, yeah, let's go. All right, let's go. I'll, I'll look that up. Also, <laughs> that's like, this, that name makes me feel like I just <laughs> dropped acid. This like, is I, why <laughs> indie games are great. Like, only an indie be, dev yeah. could ever bring this. Like, nobody would actually greenlight yeah. anything like that. Um, you also Alchemic- have- Oh, I'm go sorry. ahead. Well, I was going to say, you also have Grifflands in here. Grifflands has been out on PC for a minute. Um, it is a deck buildy type of game, which is, is Garrett's uh, yeah. joint, or John, if you're from the Philly area, uh, and I am. Um, I also really like games like this, and Grifflands seems very, very, very interesting. Um, and I like Alchemic Cutie from, from just a first impression, I thought it looked cool, I want to know more type of thing. Yep, yep. I think it was a good, I mean, it's a sizzle reel. It's a sizzle yeah. reel. Um, sizzle reel. After that, we got Moonglow Bay. This one's interesting. It's got this like pixely Minecrafty look. Um, Looks like the tourist. Yeah, okay, it does kind of look like the tourist. You're not wrong. It's both single player and co-op fishing, and they they drop this like it almost like morose story beat at towards the end yeah, of the trailer. That's true. So it looks like it could go places. They and... did a whole dev interview on this. It's a yep. uh, like an action adventure fishing RPG. Yeah, and uh, it kind of has like a it's 
really more of like a like a sand sandboxy kind yep. of like a choose your own fun type of thing it's got a minecraft um, vibe it really yeah, does it's it does. there it's uh, floating on the surface um in the next group one that i really loved and i realized that i like racing things art of rally is is like what they describe as a minimalist racing game mm-hmm. and it's cool and it looks rally drift. great i'm really curious to see how it feels to play it because if it feels good i love the idea of like kind of weird racing games are not like super racing games always end up being super realistic they're they've become the benchmark by which we show off technology right mm-hmm. so the idea of just distilling it down into just like the fun rally stuff i want to play i want to play it i want to check it out on steam it is currently rated as overwhelmingly positive yes it, it's, it's supposed to be those, very very good yeah a lot of people really really like it uh in this next group um narita boy is like <laughs> It's got like this 80s techno <laughs> pixel oh, yeah. vibe. I'm way into it. It's out <laughs> so next into week. It. I can't wait I'm to so, play it. so into it. Craftopia? Did you see the trailer for I didn't this see Craftopia. I was going to bring up Soup Pot, which you discussed before, I, but tell me about Craftopia. Craftopia is Breath of the Wild-ish. Okay. I've played but, a lot of those lately. <laughs> but also, what's the other one that Garrett played like a bajillion? Genshin uh, free- Impact? Yeah. Yeah. It's like that and the other <laughs> yeah. thing, but like there's crafting and like... I don't really know what it is, but it, it seems like to, it's really popular on PC. There's like YouTube yeah. videos of all these people doing crazy things with it. Like it had a crazy trailer. It was, I did not get to watch that one. Um, but it, yeah, that's a PC joint if I've ever seen one too. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, soup pot. I know to you, it, it soup pot evokes cooking mama for me, but without yeah, mama, without mama. And I'm, I'm okay with, with mama scary. I don't like mama. Well, they have a lot of procedurally things that they talked about in the interview. That was crazy. Like if you drop food on the floor, you have like 15 seconds to pick it up and blow it off and you can still use it. So wild. Um, That's wild. But if you throw food, I think they said the food yells at you or something like it makes it. Is mama in the food? All right. We're going to, I'm going to play it. I'm going to play the video game. I don't even care. Um, Look, I like weird. I like Yeah, That's weird. That's a weird game. I love weird. Hello Neighbors 2 did a whole breakdown on how their AI learns from how you were dealing with it. And um, I actually, I thought it was cool to see some of the dev logic. I'd be interested in seeing how much it makes it way into the game. I would never plan to play it, but it's coming to Game Pass, so I'll give that a try. Uh, Demon Turf is another one from this list that looks fun. That is a platformer-ass platformer game that looks I think that game looks dope. That was one of my highlights. I'm way into this. Yeah, this one grabs my attention. It's kind of cheeky silly. It's like Doom 64, but a 3D platformer. I don't know what's happening, and I don't care. Right? <laughs> That's awesome. Do you, ever, do you ever just watch a trailer? I was sitting in the bathtub. I had just, like, wrecked myself on the stupid bike. I'm watching this trailer, and I'm like, am I okay? Am I dehydrated? It <laughs> looks so good because it, it's it, it's a 3D platformer, but everything yes. is in 2D, but also it's, retro, but it's not. It's very... But it's like Paper Mario, the 3D Paper Mario game. Uh, my brain was not all the way able to wrap around it, which made me go, I have to play that. Because the games that get my attention like that are always games I want to play. The platforming looked good. Um, yeah, it did. It, it looked tight. So It's published by games. Playtonic? Yep. Yep. That's that's a good little sign of approval. Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, let's see, what else do we have in here? Let's talk about Nobody Saves the World, which is Drinkbox's mm, new yeah. sort of action RPG joint. Um Procedurally generated dungeons, but not a roguelike. Not a roguelike, yeah. These are the Guacamole Every dungeon folks. has, like, a theme, but if but, you die, it'll remix. Yes. And it'll give you a chance to, like, do a new build and try it again. Uh, these are the Guacamole folks for people who maybe don't know who Drinkbox mm-hmm. is. This looks cool. I liked the art style. Look, I want to play the It looks rad. It yeah. sounds nuts. 
it sounds <laughs> bananas complex in a way that I I don't know if I want, but at the yeah. same time I'm not sure that I don't want it. Like, right. I, I'm intrigued. Like, if they do a good job of telling me what it's happening, I'm for it. Yes, but I agree. If it gets needlessly complex, then I'll probably bounce. But if it's straightforward, and I think Drinkbox has done a good job in their previous I like endeavors. Me too, and and Guacamole too, and I think they do a good job of making complex things easy to digest as time goes on. So I think they yeah. could do this, and I'm I'm with them on this. Mm-hmm. Um, this one was bananas to drop in the middle of a show. Astria Ascending, which is a JRPG ass name if I've ever heard one, and that's what it is. This thing has a pedigree. There's a ton of people who've worked on Final Fantasy projects, near and Bravely Default in the past, and it's. This has got a Vanillaware vibe to its it characters, right? Mine, it kind of like Dragon's Crown. That's exactly what I was going for, yes. Except without overly offensive boobs, I guess. I mean, it was so less. Yeah, for now. <laughs> what they showed on an indie showcase. It's the first time um, we've ever seen it. I, Keep it tight. I don't know when this is coming out, but it is going to launch into Game Pass, and yeah. I, then it means I'm going to play it. So uh, we'll You're see. not. Donnie doesn't Probably play not. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Of this next group, Lawn Mowing Simulator. I, I almost did a spit take. I laughed so hard. <laughs> they did like the Forza slow pan over the John Deere tractor. And like you saw the logo, just like like a, like a Ferrari during E3. And I just busted out laughing. I have never been so delighted to see a lawnmower in my entire life. And I'm just like, <laughs> I, I, I go to show my husband. He's like, can you mow crop circles? And I'm like, I don't know, but I'm going to try. I'm sure you can. Uh <laughs> Out of that group, the there's a turn-based strategy RPG called Lost Lost Eidolons. Okay. That's... It's like Fire Emblem, uh-huh. but during the Crusades. Uh-huh. And kind of, I want to try it. Yeah, I'll play it that. Looks, I... It looks good. I, I am excited about things like that. Things that are, like, different but familiar. That's the mm-hmm. words I want to use. Um, yeah. Let's see, they they moved into showing us Among Us. They gave us a trailer for the new map, which will launch on yeah. Xbox. I don't care. I I, yeah. I care in that it's a big deal that it's coming to console. I just don't care. Yeah. The one I do Same. care about is uh, by Devolver, which is Death Store. Look, they ran so this like. trailer of these burbs, crows, just chilling in their little bird it's world. The crow. <laughs> just chilling, <laughs> birds. The dude's watching, a, the bird at the guard post is watching a TV show. He nods to the other bird with a sword in his back who goes through a metal detector and he just waves him on. And then he ends up uh, in a isometric action RPG that kind of resembles Hades. It's probably Hades, a rogue. I, pro- I never even, th- it's not Hades a roguelike. It's not a roguelike, but it immediately evokes Hades look and feel. That's so funny you said it, that because I never even thought Hades. You know what I was thinking? Uh, Hyperlight mm. Drifter. Okay, fair, fair enough. It's in the same, but it is that isometric look. It's got a lot of movement similarity to Hades. Um, I, Does. I, it, I really want to play it. I do too. Yeah. It was a highlight of the day for me. It's me a too. cool art style. It's a cool take. Like this is crazy because usually every time I see Devolver, I go absolutely nuts. Right. My name, right, right. Eat the Hype, is from right Devolver. from their nonsense. Yep. I, I love Devolver nonsense, but this game, like the trailer when it started with the birds and stuff, I was like. I was they, waiting for no, it. this is dumb. It and then they got into the action, the combat. I was like, wait a minute. Spicy. I need to give this game another chance. And then yeah. the dev interview, they did say it's completely solo action, action That's adventure cool. game. So it's not that a roguelite. Interesting. And they said it has a light RPG mechanic. So you can kind of tweak your character strength, speed, you know, kind of a little bit. But it's a single player solo yeah. game. I, so more. it looks more like Hades, but... 
pl- like the I, the concept is more hyper light drifter. That's a very compelling combination to me. Um, that's worth watching the trailer if you like those isometric action RPGs because yeah. that's that's a banger. I'm totally playing it. Super stupid burb with a sword. Let's go. <laughs> I love Devolver's video games. Yeah. Um, Second Extinction. Yeah. Uh, this is the thing that I remember most about Second Extinction. This is one of the things. This is one of the moments where the announcing and the commentary mm-hmm. really like detracted from the game. Fair. The way yep. they set this game up, she goes, did you ever want to imagine what it's like to fight dinosaurs with guns? And I was like, that's Turok. You're explaining Turok. We've done that in video games for years, for decades. Well, uh, that's Ark. We've been doing this for a long time. It's Ark. Dino like Crisis. Whole, We've been fighting dinosaurs The forever. whole chat was lighting up with all of these games <laughs> that you do that were like, have you ever played a video yes, game? Yes. Have you ever? No. Um, that's funny and terrible. Uh, but I do want to fight dinosaurs with guns. I always want to fight dinosaurs with guns. That's the it, thing. So when when they first showed this game, this was like, uh, I'm never going to play it. It's out of, out of sight, out of mind. The more they show it to me, I know. the more I'm, I think I'm probably going to download it and give it a try. I know you are. I'm not like into it, but like I kind of want to see. This is this is coming to Game Pass on April 28th, so you don't have to wait long and you don't have to pay any additional money. Yeah. It. So why not? Yeah. Why not? It's the worst that can happen. Hey, Donnie, the worst that can happen is this Stalker 2 footage. <laughs> why? 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 Stalker 2, why? Why was it so uncomfortable and weird? <laughs> Stalker 2... Was one of the cringiest moments I've ever seen in video game marketing, ever. It was so bad. I shut and it off. I didn't watch I, the whole thing. I remember. I know that this is a very popular PC game with a very Stalker's strong good. fan base, and they are dying for Stalker Two news. But if yes. this is the only news that you have, then it should not have been here. It was bad. Uh, they did a slow pan of boots. Yep. A jacket. Oh, yeah. A couple guns. Let's go. Not even in game. Just floating in an engine abstract empty space. It reminded me of the order when you picked up objects and you could rotate them and look at them. Except that was what they were showing. And then they ended it by talking about their customizable teeth option where every character has their own teeth. And you can uh, customize it. I'm really glad that I didn't watch the full thing because I don't want to customize real bad. teeth. Uh, I don't. I'm excited to play Stalker Two. I just want to be clear: the first Stalker game is a very special, weird thing, and I and I get why that community is excited, and I get I've why they're just like, it. it's weird. I never finished it, but I played it, um, and it's great, and I like it. It's just I don't need this. Don't give me this. Just the, the people just want their game. Just give them their game. Stop talking about it and finish the game. Yeah, You're weird. You're making it weird. Yeah. <laughs> you've made it weird teeth make it, was, it weird the guns and the boots like i could not believe it because the chat for the entirety of the show we're talking like and this is like towards the end of the show mm-hmm. like three hours into the show i'm telling you a constant theme for the entire show were people spamming stalker two. yeah and, people are excited yeah i think at least two times the hosts were like stay tuned stalker of two course. is coming Right. And then you go, like, here's what our boots look like? I was like, you've got to be freaking kidding me. It's weird. I it's didn't all, like it. I don't just, there's no reason for... Oh. I thought it was bad. That was real bad. Yeah, I don't I don't love it. I do not love it. Um, there's one that got mixed into the trailers here before we, like, kind of finish out the rest of that stuff that's coming. Um, it was called XO1. 
little drone mm. flying. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Super meditative for me to watch. That I think I missed. Yeah, that's fine. This was just one that really stood out to me, and I wanted to note it. It's called XO One, and it just like it was very meditative. You're just this little drone guy. You fly. You pick up upgrades. You fly better. It's just I liked the vibe. Um, it was very cool, and I want to play that. One of the things uh, that we missed. There was a game in here called Loot River. Okay, it was like an action game, and it looked quite good. And it's also it's published by Superhot. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. All right. So, like, sure. yeah, it, it looked different. Like, it's like this Hades-ish thing. Yeah. But, yep, like, yep, yep. I think you were moving all of the platforms around while doing combat. And it looked like there was, like, some sort of puzzle element that I wasn't quite grasping. But that's what okay. it, all of the platforms, like, it was like, um, I want to say, like, a braid, but, like, an isometric. But you were, like, on an island. But the island was, like, coming to pieces and moving them around. That and I was sounds like, what the hell is happening? It was, it was just, it was memorable because it was different. Yeah, that's, I, those are my favorite indie games, right? The ones yeah. that jump out. Like, we could make the argument that Death's Door has been done before, right? I think oh, it yeah. looks cool and I want to play it, yeah. but we could, but stuff like that, like, and XO1 kind of stood out for that reason. Is it complex? Not necessarily. It just gave me a vibe that I don't see anywhere else. How often do I just get to kind of cruise around as this little drone dude and, like, fly with the air currents? Yeah. And, like, you don't get a lot of just that. It's usually that in something else, you know? And there were people who were excited about that last Oasis game. Apparently it's out now. It's a survival MMO. Interesting. I Those are words I don't want to play together. I'd, yeah, same. I was like, no. I, no, no beef. I want to make sure I mention to. it I just, for the show. Yeah, there are people who probably <laughs> want that. It's not me. Um, yeah. We got a new trailer for 12 minutes, right? Yes. Uh, it was a very is, short trailer. Yeah, it was short. This is the William Defoe, Daisy Ridley. This is like the joint. This is the big beefy thing. Um, mm-hmm. I I, I want to check this out. I'm interested in this. I wish I knew more about this. I'm excited about it. Yeah. I'm way more beyond interested. I can't wait to play it. I want to play it right away. And the developer did say that's coming very, very, very soon. That's what he said. He didn't get a date. I was really sure we were going to get a date for this. How but he are... said, he said we're in the final stages. We're doing QA testing, like we're done. It's coming very, very, very soon. Is what they said. said this year, correct? He said they say this definitely year? this year. Okay, here's my thing. Look, if you're that close, then give me a date. <laughs> like, I, I agree. Ballpark me. Come on. I, I hate agree. it. You know I hate it. Everybody who listens to the show knows how I feel about this. It makes me insane. But I agree. Just You're that close. It's supposed to be a big showcase. Or, give me one a of date. the things, just say a, uh, give, give a, a general time. Say something. Yeah. Q1, summer, fall, give me something, anything, yeah. literally anything, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, the interview was very revealing. Um, it wasn't something I've never heard of before, but that's because I've I've sought out interviews that he's done elsewhere. Yeah, you care. Um, yep. But it's a very intense game. Um, he said that he thought the game was going to be done in like five or six hours. And I guess that means that if you know everything to do, you can probably get there. But yeah. he said a lot of their playthroughs are lasting about 15 hours. That's um, every Resident Evil game, right? Your first time through when you don't know how it works, it that's takes true. longer. You can mainline the thing in two and a half. You know, I think that's cool. I like that. There's so. so many complexities based on like what objects you pick up and interact and what decisions you make and how they compound on others yes, yes, down yes, the yes, road. Yes, yes, yes. And then yes. it just keeps looping every 12 minutes. That sounds cool. I'm interested too. Um, let's see. We got two more things to discuss. And then we have a whole big list of Game Pass stuff, which is what should have just been. Look, okay. Um <laughs> 
they gave us a gameplay demo of Last Stop, which is an Annapurna interactive joint, which has got three different stories that kind of weave together, um, sci-fi adventure style. I'm interested in this. Everything that Annapurna has published has hit for me personally, so I'm into it. Um, look, I know who I am. That's what, that's what it comes down to. And then Astria Ascending had an interview, which essentially led to the Game Pass trailer that gave us this list of games that are coming to Game Pass, right? Yes. We're talking about like over 20 games here. Mm-hmm. Why don't you open the show with a showstopper? This list is yeah. a good list. I mean, apparently Stalker 2 is coming to Game think, Pass. That's a I big think they think Exomech and the Ascent are that. I I get it. And I get wanting to champion the devs who make these games that you're that you're like proud of. I get that. But don't play this at the end of a four hour show, like you said before. Give it to me up give it to me like you're somewhere the lead. Yeah, give it to me in the top hour. Like, this is the big yeah. deal. This is a huge list. The Ascent, Little Witch in the Woods, Moonglow Bay, Narita Boy, Astria Ascending, a huge JRPG dropping into Game Pass, right? Among Us is hitting Game Pass. We knew that. Coming Backbone. console. Boyfriend Dungeon is a game I'm actually super interested in, and it's coming to Game Pass. It's a weird Looks one, cool. but I'm here for it. Um, Craftopia, Dead Static Drive, Edge of Eternity. I'm here for Dead Static Drive. There's good. Look, this list. Recompile, Hello Neighbor 2, Library of Ruina, Art of the Rally, Nobody Saves the World, Omno, mm-hmm. Sable, Second mm-hmm. Extinction, Soon, She Dreams Elsewhere. That one's interesting to me, actually. I'm, I'm really, really into that one, that too. One. Uh, Stalker 2 is hitting Game Pass. Uh, Undungeon, Way to the Woods and the Wild at Heart. This is a freaking great list of games. 90% of these are dated for this year. Um, yeah. If you're interested in looking up some, I really have eyes for Dead Static Drive. I really have eyes for Recompile, Sable. Yep. She dreams elsewhere. She dreams elsewhere is on the list. Yep. Those are kind of my and the ascent. Those if you are like kind them, of my, if you, my takeaways. If you like them weird and kind of dating simmy, boyfriend dungeon is actually really interesting for that. Um, they, they Death Strategic Drive is like a we've seen it before at E three. It's a mm-hmm. top down GTA survival horror game. Yep, yep, yep. Look, that looks it's awesome. I'm gonna this if the show was the the games on this Game Pass list. And all coming soon to Game Pass, this thing would have hit out of the park for me. There's other stuff that I want to see in a separate show. But if you want to get people excited about indie games and Game Pass at the same time, that's that's the list. That's what you should have shown. One of the disjointed efforts that I think Xbox has got to figure out how to deal with is we say it all the time as big fan customers of, of this brand that they're pushing Game Pass. That is the console. That is the, what they're doing. It's about Game Pass. But then you have events where they don't make it about Game Pass. Yeah. And I think every time Xbox talks, it sure. needs to be about Game Pass. And that doesn't mean you can talk, you cannot talk about things that aren't Game Pass. I just That's think what, at the top, right. it should be I- about Game Pass at the top. Just right at the top. Hey, we love Game Pass. We love ID. You know, it's like there is a way where you reconstruct some of this show. And I think you start at the top and you're like, hey, over at ID at Xbox, we love indie games and we love helping bring indie games to Game Pass. Game Pass. Here's a look, a sizzle reel of all of the games coming this year to Game Pass. You do the sizzle reel and then you jump into your show and you start fleshing them out. Or or split the damn thing. Did, or sp- give us, that works give us this Give us this event and say tune in next week. And do a freaking weekly but you thing need to, for a month or you two. You need to set the hook, and the hook needs to be Game Pass. And it, it, I think that should have been the top hour of the show. I think they could have gotten away and had a great show with this list of Game Pass games and giving a little bit more, but only sticking to the Game Pass games, and then doing the non-Game Pass games in a second, second showing in like two weeks or a month. 
Mm. They could have crushed it if they split it. That works, but when you split it like that, I'm afraid that so many people will not care because of, because of the Game Pass has been separated. So many people already don't care. They're that's good. that's that's a fair rebuttal, but you know I still I mean? think I think the Game Pass. You need the Game Pass. Like I, I want them to be there, and I think all of the other games get a rub by having them there. But at the same time, like just organizing them a little bit better, sure, makes it a little, makes it a little easier to die. It makes it a little easier to eat. Well, okay. So here's my other thing. Like, if you don't have a date, then why? Why do this? Do you know what that, I mean? Well, that's where I remember I said at the top of the show. Like, what was the goal here? There's right. so many There's undated no things. I think it was just like an awareness of what ID at Xbox is doing. Sure, but that's why I'm saying, you know, split the show. But wait with the other stuff until you have a date. And if your other stuff doesn't have a date yet, mix it in at E3 at the break presentation. I would have rather, I mean, if Donnie ran ID at Xbox, like if we're going that down. <laughs> Everything well, goes I, into Game Pass if it's an indie game. Well, that. But what I would have done is I would have broken this entire thing up into about four shows. I agree. That's 25 minutes apiece. That's what I. That's where I was kind of going, right? Give me the Game Pass excitement trailer, and then give me the tune in for the next three weeks, where every day at this time I show you stuff. So that's what I would have kicked off at him, and like you know, you know, April is ID at Xbox month here at Xbox, and right, every right, right, Friday right. we're going to show you fifteen new games, and half of them will be coming to Game Pass. But at the same time, market all of the Game Pass games together. Don't uh, split 100%. them up and you know put them One together. Chunk. Put them at the top. Here are the Game Pass games. Here's some other games. I Tune agree. in next week. We bring you more some more stuff. Game Pass games. Or yeah. trickle out your interviews in recordings after or something yeah, like yeah. that. Keep people excited. But don't try to hook them in for four hours because you didn't do it. You didn't do it. It was... I, I, <laughs> I'm excited about the stuff they showed. But man, I had so to dig, dig through it. Like it was four hours. And that's hours. the problem. You had to dig That's a it. problem. And I love this show. I really do. So, all right. So that's the Indie Game Showcase. Um, I think it was good. It was what I'm so bad. I mean it just could have been better. Yes. Is I'm very excited for several games. I okay. read off to you guys. There's I could play twenty games on this list. Yeah. There, I, I've, got, easy, I've got an easy 10 20. Or 15 games that are coming to Game Pass this year. I've got an easy twenty on a piece of paper. And think about if they're twenty dollars a piece and there's ten of them, that's two hundred dollars worth of Game Pass. Donnie, the the gnome has already sold everyone on the Game Pass. The I'm just, I'm it. just, I keep reminding I people. You're just you doing math. to be reminded <laughs> of the value that you're getting. I just want you to be like, look, I'm just doing math over here. That's all. I mean, it's just math. The Don't Wild Heart's $25. You could pay $25 for the Wild Heart, or you could get a month of Game Pass. You guys game all, pass. if you're listening to, just get the Game Pass. But they all know. The These people have heard us beat this horse. This poor horse and I'm all its keep, friends have been I'm dead. I'm going to keep beating the horse. <laughs> It's going to keep happening. Now, now it's like gnomes riding in horses to be beaten. <laughs> That's what this podcast has become. Gnomes stealing horses that, that we're going to beat. All right. Let's 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 talk about a rumor that's floating around. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Because Microsoft is buying things, so why not one more? There's some chit-chat. Uh, Bloomberg started this kerfluffle. Saying actually, that, well, actually yeah. I, th- I think. I think Venture Beat started it. It was Adventure Beat that started in Bloomberg. Bloomberg associated Xbox, but I think Venture Beat okay, yes. was the first outlet that said Discord's for sale. Discord is trying to get sold. Then Bloomberg piled on that Microsoft might be interested. I think this would actually not be a crappy move. I think I, it would be a okay, well, move. first, I'm not sure they're for sale. Discord is about to go public. 
Yes. So, if so that, I think what they're now, they're they're listening to bids, I think is what's happening. I, I agree. I don't know that this is actually going to happen, but it's yes. fun to speculate. So let's just speculate that Microsoft mm-hmm. does this. The probability of this actually happening, uh, I would go under 50% chance. Um, we'll see how their IPO goes. And Bloomberg said that, uh, or no, the Wall Street Journal said yeah, that, that X, Journal. The Microsoft is exclusively in negotiations. So it's basically like, you can buy us or we're going to go public. And uh, that the price tag could be over $10 billion. I would not be surprised. I legitimately would not be surprised. Every human person that I know, my kids know, everybody uses it. It's become the de facto easy way to connect with people. Um, I looked up before we came to talk. Discord has active monthly user range. Over 140 million people. And they have over 270 million people have accounts. Listen to me, people. My husband... The CPA uses Discord for a Pokemon Go. That's what he th- and he is a a forty year old adult. He's an actual adult male. I'm, I'm putting that perspective. They they said for the last you know total accounts over two hundred seventy million. That is near. That's really close to the entire population of the United States. It's nuts. That's how that's many people use Discord. B a n a n a s. A lot of people, I feel like a lot of people think that Discord is like that thing that just gamers use, and I know right. that it's focused no. on that. My husband uses it for Pokemon Go. It's Look. bigger than that. It's a yes. big platform. It's for everything. Um, it's in lots of the same ways that Reddit has become for everything, but it yeah. was originally for nerds, okay? Like, let's yeah. just... So, it, 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 this Microsoft... is an Xbox show. Yeah. So, if they bought Discord, how do you think that would go for the Xbox brand? Because it's not... Xbox isn't buying Discord. Microsoft, Microsoft is buying. I don't know that it matters for the Xbox brand, and I say that because they already have a chat service. They already have an online service. They, they like they don't need it. Do you know what I mean? Um, and would they even leverage the technology? Maybe for voice chat across platforms, they might leverage it for voice chat across. I'm going to disagree could, with you. I just I don't know. I don't know what they stand to gain. Okay. I don't um, know what they stand to gain by spending the development money to integrate it into the platform. That's what I'm. I'm open to hearing what you think they say. Yeah, yeah. But that's my 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 gut instinct is why. I'm not why? saying you're wrong. I just I'm just saying I disagree. Um, I think it could mean a lot for the Xbox brand because while Discord is used for a lot of things that aren't gaming, it does have a gaming focus and influence. At Absolutely. Time, yes. Discord was trying to sell games. Oh um, yeah, it's a crowded marketplace with Epic and Game Pass and all that. So I think at the very least you could. At the very least, Discord benefits for being a Game Pass member. Um, I think Xbox, like Xbox Network, has communities and chat and things like that that yes. you could replace or integrate with Discord. I that would rather I replace. Uh, so many official Xbox platforms are actually on Discord. Like I'm an mm-hmm. Xbox ambassador. There is an official yeah. Xbox ambassador Discord. They do. You know, that's not on the Xbox communities. One of the things that you said, what do they gain? Well, beyond gaining the ability to market and advertise to, you know, hundreds of millions of people. Sure. They gain something that they currently don't have in the sense that they have a chat tool that nobody's using. They have a communities tab that nobody is using. True. So what are you buying? You're buying market share. You're buying something that people are actually using. But are they going to use it on your console? Well, I think that'd be up to them. I would. I, I, I well, I mean, Microsoft could force you. That's that. It exists I would totally option. integrate it. Um, I would have Game Pass, like baked into Discord. I would just swap it out, and I would make sure that every Discord member occasionally 
saw Game Pass, saw how many games sure, were in Game sure. Pass. Advertising-wise, absolutely. You know what else is interesting? Discord has trialed the feature of letting you broadcast your gameplay to certain exactly sets where of I was users. Going next. That's where that's a stand to gain. That slipped my mind when I originally balked at it. It's like it's exactly that, where I was going next. We have we wrote out Mixer. We don't mm-hmm. have great Twitch integration. Discord would be bigger, way, way, way bigger than Mixer. It, and and if yes. you could set it up to exclusively go to your Discord channels and have certain people stream, I think that's um that's powerful. That's a powerful thing because you're allowing you to target your own folks Agreed. in a way that Twitch and YouTube don't. I agree. Because when you're that. streaming to those, you're just streaming into the void. The void Whereas is right. If you, <laughs> if you go to Discord, you're able to like target directly your community, your patrons, your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, if they make it in where like let's say Garrett is streaming something on Game Pass, right? And if you're a Game Pass member, like there's just a button there, it's like join. And that, you click the button and it automatically launches you into the game via streaming or somewhere else. Like that's that's I w- cool. I wonder I hope that with Microsoft's considering this, uh, if that's actually true, I hope that this is why. Not just because they can stick a banner ad in Discord that says please buy Game Pass. Well yeah. that no, that's good, that's lazy. And there's yeah. bigger things that we could do that are more exciting with the service. But yeah, the mm-hmm. ability to build it into a streaming platform with a built in user set that's huge. That's compelling. I don't think it has anything to do with their tech or Teams tech or anything like that. No, no, they're not touching it. A lot of people talk about that. No, no, no. Teams is an enterprise platform for work. It's a work-centric tool. I actually like it, too. A lot of people think Teams and Slack and Discord are all the same thing, and they're not. And that's the the silver lining is that they're actually all – they're all capability-wise – they do similar things. Similar, but they're very but different. they're completely different targets and different audiences. Teams is very much enterprise. It, it, it links with Office 365 actually kind of nicely. Teams actually with integrates with everything. Like it teams is, is, there's so much custom API you can do with yeah. Teams. It's it's very powerful on the back end. We finally started using it for work and I actually really like it. I don't like Slack personally. I just don't. We've never used it, so I don't love it. And that's 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 borderline. That's like smaller businesses work well in Slack. Um, and then Discord is for everything else. Discord is the hobbyist chat platform. Imagine if you anything. could link your Discord and Xbox things together to where, like, you could set it up there if somebody DMs you, or you could search for parties that were integrated that would with be Discord cool. with your things. Like, there's and a it, lot that you can do with Discord, and it's a it's a natural fit versus think, yeah. Xbox building their own and trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. The question becomes is it 10 million is it 10 billion dollars worth worthy? That's the question. There's 140 million people if you can convert 20% of them to Game Pass. Yeah, yeah that, by that by that numbers, yes. It's actually worth 10 billion dollars over 10 years pretty pretty easily. Pretty quickly. <laughs> I'm curious to see how this shakes out. Uh, we'll see if Discord goes public and if you or do this happens. Xbox party chat across PC and Xbox through But you Discord. can do that. Can't you do that through right, the Xbox app? Right, but if it's app? if it's an official integrated solution sure i yeah but then it undercuts their own app on pc which is but if you integrate it it doesn't undercut the app it enhances the app it becomes the new app it would be nice if that app just went away (laughs) because i don't or so app is bad if you're using the discord app or the xbox app it does the same thing that's fair that's more likely um that that's the thing i i saw some people um there were some i saw a few opinions on twitter that i'll bring up only to make a point there were a lot of people that were upset to see this news because they were taking like a a console, I think, approach. Like, I want to say console war, but I don't mean it like that. They were taking a traditional console approach that Xbox would buy Discord 
and therefore you would have to have an Xbox account. Again, they they, they don't do Xbox that. isn't buying Discord, and Microsoft doesn't work that way. They Every don't. tool that Microsoft has, Office, Live, Teams, all of that stuff, they yep. integrate not just with other tools, with Everything. direct competitors. They, you they can attach yes. your Outlook email to your Gmail account. They like don't care. If they, were, if they were doing that, if that was their goal, you wouldn't be able to do any of that. But Microsoft, I think um, this is above Phil's head. Oh, at, yes. At the top. At, yes, you know, yes, 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 yes. At Nadella's table, he says it all the time as a part of their philosophy is to is not to, to lock people out like that. I wonder if this is less intended as an Xbox boom and more as a Slack competitor. They have teams. Right, and but Teams is enterprise. It's enterprise, but they don't have a Slack competitor. They don't have nope. the common man. Anyone can make an account competitor. This would be really compelling. I think you're making the for case that. for ten billion dollars. Yeah, that's a case for ten billion because it, because As a Slack it's, competitor, yes, because it's everything. Yes, that's the that's, beauty of Discord is that it's it's everything. It's not with you. just Xbox. You can do there. Xbox stuff, yeah. yes. but you can do this other stuff. You can enhance Teams. You can enhance yeah. 365. Okay. It's all of it. We got there together. I we yeah. I needed to get all the way there, but I see it now. Over like, ten want... years, ten billion dollars actually sounds like a steal. It's not, it's not that much money. Um, I, but when you think about it that way, like Slack eats their eats teams lunch because Slack fits the middleman better. It was first, and, ev- and every and it was first, and everybody uses Slack. Discord easily could compete with Slack. Um, it's more oh. it more leans that way, and Teams is like only like corporate nerds like me. Kenamiro says. Does Discord stay free to use with an optional premium plan? It I has think, that yeah. now. It has that now. Nitro exists. Yeah. You have there's that. No, yes, there's no exists. way that they turn that off. And I actually think all the Nitro benefits become Game Pass benefits. I agree with that. Or they That's link them easy. better. That's, That's an easy thing. That's, hey, nerds, have some Game Pass benefits. It's such, Points every month or something How like do you that. get new yeah. people to sign up for Game Pass? It's like you or can Discord. stream it. You make it streamable directly in the Discord app on your they PC. Could do, they could do cool things. And you get the Nitro boost just for yeah. subscribing to Game Pass. By the way... Halo and Gears is free. Like you start to see as it revolves around, like I'm telling you in three years, I'm not going to be surprised if you get a game pass discount on office 365. It's just all going to be a part of. Yeah. Yeah. I think that Mm -hmm. it does stay free because especially as we've discussed, like you can't come up against Slack and stuff like that. And you can't, you can't, alienate that many users people will riot off your platform they won't I, do that, that was yeah i'm glad you said that because that was one of the points i really wanted to make when people were like oh man this means it's never going to be playstation it's never going to be like oh that defeats the purpose of spending That's... 10 billion dollars to acquire them to Something... lock it off in any way this is a service this is a service that links to steam you can have your steam status showing you can have your xbox yeah. game your they're not gonna. They don't want to touch it. They want to buy it and leverage the tech. This is again. Don't get nervous. Microsoft set, set, setting themselves up to be the ultimate middleman. Yeah, that, and they're good at it. They're services company. <laughs> That's really people. what they're. Yeah. They're they're not gonna buy a service just to hamstring it. They want to buy the service to then enhance it even further. They're not. Gonna, don't get nervous. Yeah. Ken Amiro says Game Pass turns to Amazon Prime. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Why not? Yeah. All right. Let's. We've got one more story, and we might take a question. Although this show's already we're kind of running mm, long, kids. Yeah. Look at that. Xbox Live is now being called the Xbox Network. Um, in a statement to The Verge, the company said that Xbox Live will be referred to as "quote Xbox Network" after underlying Xbox Online Services updated under the agreement. They're also starting to roll out um, some of the free-to-play stuff to Alpha Build members too, uh, along with this announcement. So. Yeah. I, I, this just makes sense. It Xbox Live doesn't make any sense anymore. You know what I mean? Like it, it made sense when it launched into that name, when the world wasn't interconnected in every single way. 
The only way that it makes sense is because it is a brand. That's and the thing. Rebranding yes. it as Xbox Network kills that branding. Sure, but also nobody's going to be like, "Hey, do you have Xbox Network?" No, you know? but but the point that you've made multiple times is they want everybody on Game Pass anyway. I know. So oh, I was excited by this news. Yeah, this th- I see name- this as one closer step to ultimately where I'm telling you they're going. We all know. Yeah, I think so too. They're getting there. They're it's yeah. just they're just waiting for the Game Pass numbers to, to reach a high- certain threshold. There's a threshold, and There's then like- it's. Kill it, Steve. Then they pop open. They have the double key. Phil has I one key. I think the free-to-play <laughs> stuff is cool. Like, that stuff is for Alpha Head, Skipper Head folks. They're already yeah. seeing it, but it's not yep. live for every game. No, so no, developers no. Right. will have to go and patch it and bring it in. This isn't as seamless as some of the other things that yeah. Xbox does. Like back, like, but It's not like a master switch. They're like, oh, it's free now. No, I think, it doesn't work like that. I think it's going to take some time, but I'm, I'm encouraged to see them already rolling it out into the, the Skip Ahead and Alpha build folks mm-hmm. to, to play yeah. with it i didn't I mean, expect it, it to be this fast to be honest no i was expecting august yeah that's what i was expecting it going into the fall yeah i was, was expecting great. it like this fall like whenever yeah. like after i was expecting it to be like one of those things they bring up like say they had an e3 like presentation yeah and it's, it's we're rolling and it's it out. coming I, out this fall and yeah i expected yeah. it to hit alpha in august so that in october ahead of halo it would be to everybody um so this is great so let's take Let's we, got take no, yeah. we got no questions today. That's fine. Add. We got one live. But Let's Coach Hulk Live says, do you think there's a certain threshold for Game Pass to acquire Yubi? There's a rumor going around. There's been a rumor going around yeah, for quite some time, time that uh, much like the EA roll-in that Ubisoft and Microsoft are trying to arrange this. Um, I do think it does probably come when there's a certain amount of, I think if they can get to 25 or 30 million, then Ubisoft will bring their games. I'm interested to Agreed. see how they do it. Because I want UB Pass, UB Plus to come to console. I, I don't think they're going to do that because if they were, I think they already would have. I think so, maybe maybe they're waiting for Game Pass to give them the option to roll it in as a premium add-on. Maybe they're waiting for Microsoft to set yeah, that up. Yeah, but I think if they were going to do that, I think, because it's not just Xbox, it's PlayStation 2. Yes. If, if UB wanted to bring UB Plus to consoles, they would already have their own UB Plus subscription on console. Somebody, In my opinion. Somebody must be running the numbers and deciding it's not worth it. That's why I think UB Games will come to Game Pass, but they'll come delayed. I think oh, absolutely. There will, there will be an agreement where it's like, hey, get every Ubisoft game on Game Pass three months after it releases with with the occasional day one release. Every Something once in a while. like Quarantine. Whatever they rename that damn thing. Maybe that launches like they're more service based games. Yeah, they yes. go right away. The reason, or I... <sighs> like maybe if you get the game DLC or gold versions or something, I don't know. There's got to be something, but I, I have this sinking feeling that Ubisoft's going to try to have their cake and eat it too. I 100% think they are because they have a lot of market share and they make a lot of money off their, ga- yeah, their games. Yeah, they no... found a formula that allows their games to hit $20 within. Three months of release, and they're still making money. I and can get a copy of Watch Dogs right now on Xbox digitally for twenty bucks. And that's why I think it's it's got to be it's got to be Game Pass has to reach a certain amount, so Microsoft can either yeah we're going to give you this much, or the games will come ninety days after release or something like that. I and I think for most people, a lot of people have gotten into this holding or, pattern with Ubi Games anyway. I'd wait. Let me ask you this: All right. Maybe it comes like a I got two ideas. Crazy ideas just right off the top of my head. Let's go, buddy. 
maybe it comes as like a premium add-on. That's what I was thinking. So it's like for five extra bucks a month, that's you get the, all the Ubisoft games. So that's the way Stadia does it. Right. And that's the way I see Ubisoft wanting to do it. And the reason I say that this has not happened yet is not necessarily because Ubisoft doesn't want to do it, but because maybe the infrastructure isn't in place for Microsoft the, Game Pass to have the option yet. The crazier idea that I have that I, I don't like as much, although I actually think it could be kind of brilliant, is maybe being a Game Pass member gets you like an exclusive discount on all Ubisoft stuff. Like if you're a member of Game Pass, you get like 50% off everything. Uh, they could do that. They could go even further. They could give you 30% off or whatever percent off and let you try the game for 10 hours. Something like that. that. That's that's a thing that, that has happened. You know, yeah. that's a thing that could yep. happen. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting question. All right. Do we want to take any other questions or are we, we done? I think we're we'll done, man. Yeah, it's this a long was a, show. This was a good show. This was this was great. The big indie show. Um, Elaine, this is your first, I think our first like indie breakdown together, like an E3, yeah. like a showcase breakdown together. Yeah. Um, I've always, one of my favorite things about Nintendo Shack are the indie games. Pride myself on this stuff. So I was having a ball today. I'm excited. And this is exactly how I would want to do a show just like this. Yeah, like this is the way that I, this is, I enjoyed that we could p pick it apart and then put back together the pieces we liked. And I, look, I like getting excited about games that maybe nobody's ever heard of. Like that's one of my yeah. favorite things. Like, mm -hmm. I, I've always heard of the big AAA games. I'm excited about those too. But there's something so compelling about an adorable ass indie game that makes your brain go what that's like yeah i want to skate bird i has a lot of the so games on this stupid. list i'm pumped to play so many uh, yeah it's so stupid i can't wait it's to play stupid. it indie games in 2021 y'all that's so stupid i can't wait to play as a bird with a sword mm -hmm. video games mm -hmm. are so great it's good stuff all right, kids, I think that's going to do it. Let me give a shout out to our Patreon producers before we uh, head out into the sunset in our onesies. That's well, Donnie's going to throw himself back in the hot tub. I'm going to yeah, go into the sunset. All right. Thank you to all the Patreon supporters. And thank you to the folks here at the producer level. Michael Masick, Barry Cathcart, Edwin Callow, Stephen Keller, Nick Creature, Rude Days 93, Ben Moxham, Robbie Manuel, Nick Fallhaber, Paul Calicote, Kyle Heyman. Chris M., Devin Tyus, Josh Borbone, RJ Kern, and Grouchy Surge. Thanks, y'all. You make this a party every week. All of you guys make this a party every week. Get at us on Twitter. Donnie is Eat the Hype, and I am ET Dragon. We like tweets on the Bird app. Big fan. Mm -hmm. Burb. That's going to do it, right? We out of yeah. here? All right. We're out. We'll see you guys next week, and until then, play some video games. Peace.